Your attention, please. please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue streams and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss all things Amazon private label and how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. Get it? AMPM podcast. As a matter of fact, I just ordered myself one of those hoverboards, but the off-road version, the one with like the 10-inch wheels that you can go on trails and on the beach and all kinds of uneven places. So while I'm excited to hopefully go like crazy and not crack my skull, while I'm going to be doing that, I will be making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. So guys, we just finished up an amazing podcast. It runs long. It's about an hour and a half long, but I wanted to address all of the questions, all of the popular things that we see people posting online about product launches, right? Like what to do, what not to do, what's working, what's not working. And I thought, what better way of doing this than to go out and get the leaders in this space, the launch companies that have been doing this for years, the guys that represent probably 90% of all the launches that happen and bring them on the show, right? Where they can actually talk to us and tell us what they think. And they are not all agreeing on every single point. You're going to find out what they do agree on and of course, what they don't agree on. And I get that there are a lot of launch companies out there and you might be wondering, well, why didn't I bring somebody else on that maybe should have been there? And my reasoning behind all of this is that I wanted to bring on the guys that have been around for a while. If somebody's been in the space for less than a year, they might be fantastic. And maybe we can do a show with them at some other time. But I wanted to bring on the big hitters. So we've got Viral Launch that's coming on. We've got Zonjump. And we've got Six Leaf. One other company that I brought on just because I thought it would be a nice mix is Rebate Key. And Rebate Key hasn't been around as long as everybody else, but they do things a little bit differently, right? They do rebates versus discount coupon codes. So we're going to get all of these guys on. It's going to be amazing. We've got four people that are just going to tell you how it is. Myself and my co-host Bradley Sutton are going to moderate and just let everybody speak their mind. And I think you are going to be in for a treat. No more should there be any more posts online, hopefully, where there's not at least some of you guys that can respond to them when they say things like, this doesn't work, or this URL structure doesn't work anymore. Or, this is definitely the way to do it when you're going to have the answers in this podcast. So without further ado, let's get into this. Turn off all your alerts, all your alarms, your phone, and start focusing because this is going to be good. Here we go. Hello, everybody. I am honored to be joined by a bunch of people in the launch space. It's going to be super awesome. I'm here with my co-host, Bradley Sutton. How are you doing, Bradley? Doing great. Doing great. Good. And we've got, as I mentioned, four of the leaders in the product launching space. So why don't you go ahead and introduce who our guests are today? All right. Well, first, we've got Leo Lehman. He's a software developer and internet marketer since 2000. Seven-figure Amazon seller. He's a member of the Million Dollar Seller Group and also co-founder of Zon Pages, Zon Jump, Zon Words, and the Rebate Key Projects. Been a couple years in the launch space, over 80,000 launches, 100 to 200 launches a day. So welcome, Leo. We've got Cameron Yoder. He's a content marketing specialist and also a public speaker. He works for Viral Launch. They've been in the launch space for about four years. 
And on average, we're in over a thousand launches a month. We've got Barkus Patty. He's the chief success officer at Six Leaf. He's been working with Six Leaf for about four years, and they've run over 40,000 launches since 2014. And we've got uh, Ian Sells, also the co-founder of Rebate Key, and they own and manage multiple seven-figure brands on Amazon. So we, we really got the giants in the industry here with us today. Thank you guys for coming. So um, yeah, I was going to ask you, one of the questions I was going to ask was how many launches you guys do per day? It looks like some of you have answered that. Leo, you're doing 100 to 200 launches per day. Is that right? Yeah, well, that's average. It's hard to say because I work mostly with the larger sellers. And uh, sometimes we have uh, a ton of launches. Sometimes we have fewer. But I average about 100 to 200 a day. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. And Cameron, how many are you doing per day? Yeah. So on average, maybe around 1,000 or 1,200 per month. So maybe maybe like 30 to 50 per day. And that's in the US and that's international as well. Awesome. Cool. And Barkus, where are you guys at? Uh, it ranges between 100 to 200 a day. This is, you know, they're seasonal products. So, but I would say 100 to 200 a day on, on a just average over 12 months. All right, cool. And Ian, you guys are slightly different with the rebate key. Where are you guys at with your your launches? Yeah, we're, well, we don't really call them launches, but we're doing about 1,000 to 2,000 claims a day on our site. Okay, cool. All right, guys. Well, that brings us into the podcast where we're going to be talking about all kinds of things launch related, what works, what's not working, what you guys see coming down the road. But I see people post this every day in our Facebook group and they say things like product launches are rank manipulation, right? You guys get this all the time. They're rank manipulation. So they're violating the terms of service. So let's clarify this, okay? If this is not true, who wants to jump in and explain why? Yeah, I mean, everybody gets it multiple times a week. But um, we look at it as it's a sale. You have a short-term discount of your product. You're presenting it to an audience of real people. As long as you follow those guidelines, you're not violating any terms of service. Um, you're not manipulating anything because you're not misleading anybody. This is a real discounted product to a real customer in a limited amount of time. Um, so it's just a sale and we help distribute and promote that sale for you as with everybody else. So that's kind of the way I position it. And uh, cool. There's going, to be, there's going to be people out there on the internet that will always disagree, but that's, that's our stance on it. I would also agree with, with what you said, just even adding the fact, taking all that into consideration, the fact that, I mean, we've run over like 30,000 30, to 40,000 launches and no one that has run a launch has gotten in trouble with Amazon for running a launch, right? There have been a handful who have gotten in trouble, but it's also because they were running some offhand Something black else. Time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I think people are, are just afraid of getting in trouble, but it just generally doesn't happen. Okay. Anybody else want to comment on that one? I would say that at Rebate Key, we feel that uh, launching is part of a marketing platform. And so we operate as such and we're able to distribute basically your old tried and true mail and rebates um, for manufacturers to uh, market your products to uh, customers, but by giving them an incentive to buy it. And so we're able to do that on Amazon and on Walmart and other, other platforms. So we don't actually position as a traditional launch platform, but uh, we've never heard of anybody getting in trouble for launching their product. Great. What do you guys think is different today from where we were a year ago with launches? It's just more competition. And that's, I mean, you see these, you see the biggest niches just grow bigger and bigger. Uh, I, I almost cringe when somebody says, hey, I've got 500 units of vitamin C serum I want to give away. And I'm like, oh. I want to help you, but I don't, you know, so, you know, we try to jump on a call and help them, but, uh, 
every niche seems to grow every year with Amazon. Um, I'm in a competitive niche as well with my own brand. And it's so hard to, to just to really stick in there and kind of take market share away from the top five or six people. And it's, uh, it's an ongoing battle. Uh, and then Amazon's changing things every day, not every day, but you know, on a consistent basis. Okay. So outside of more competitors, Leo, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I agree with Marcus that it's definitely more competitive. A lot of uh, newbie sellers uh, just thinking that it's, it's an easy game, but it's not. And, uh, but on top of that, there's a lot more competition from China uh, and they are using very dirty tactics. And I wanted to add to the uh, launch uh, methods that we are using that this is one of the least concerns of uh, Amazon right now. They have uh, way more abuse coming from China using different methods and way more uh, dangerous practices to Amazon platform. If they want to uh, stop 90% of launches, they could easily just cancel the uh, promo codes or reduce their, uh, you know, you can't do any more 99% of promo codes. You can do 70%. Uh, but the biggest threat to us is the methods that uh, a lot of black hat and Chinese sellers are using. And we can touch on that a little bit later. Uh, that's why it's getting harder and harder to rank. Plus, of course, competition. We all get smarter. We all get uh, our own methods and our own practices. And senior sellers, it's easier for us. And uh, junior sellers, it's more difficult, more and more difficult. The game is more complicated right now. Okay. Any changes in URL structures? For the longest time, two-step storefront URL has been kind of the go-to URL to use for most services. And we're seeing some of that change, or at least some people are saying it's changed. Have you guys noticed anything? Is this a new trend? Cameron, anything on your side? Yeah. So, I mean, we continuously, we're split testing URLs all the time and we try, that's one area specifically that we try to keep in tune with just to make sure that we've basically been using the same URL since we started launching close to four years ago. And it's, it's remained as potent as it was when it started. And so we would change that if it wasn't as potent, but we've still found it to be kind of the most effective thing, which is the two-step, the two-step URL. Everybody else on the same page? I kind of agree with viral launch. Uh, the URL is not a problem when the launch fails for the most part. Uh, it's other factors. Uh, well, two-step uh, storefront, two-step brand URL. What happens is when you go there, once you make that second click, you get your uh, uh, Linux timestamp, and that's as good as a, a regular search. The only problem with that is that you have a little bit of loss of uh, traffic because you need to make two steps. So some people use uh, direct to listing timestamp. It's a little bit more dangerous, I think, because uh, they can track where the traffic is coming from directly to the listing. And, uh, but it also works. So I have not noticed uh, any uh, problem with the URLs. I have noticed problems with other things. One quick question. I, Barkus, I think your company had come out with a blog a week ago talking about two-step URLs where you guys actually, if I, re if I remember correctly, you, you might not even use them in the future. Or is, did I read that correctly? Or can you tell us more about that? So basically, we, we, you know, like everybody else, we were doing some testing and, and, uh, and, I, and I agree with Leo. I don't think it's necessarily a URL issue. Um, I, you know, we talked a lot about the QID, which is the timestamp. And some people think that that has that's an effect on the URL in just like the sales potency. 
Um, we disagree. I mean, every, every click on the internet has got a QID attached to it from in somewhere. Um, basically the, in our testing for the two step, we think it, the same thing happened with the static and dynamic super URLs a couple of years ago. They became less and less potent because more and more people were using them. Now that's just our theory. Um, but so we saw the two step, the popular storefront URL working less and less for some people. Some people it wouldn't work at all. Some people it worked great. Um, and so that's what we found. So I think it's really, I think it really comes down to, to competition. Um, what type of URLs are being used, you know, and Amazon can see everything. They know the URLs, they know what we do, they know what everybody else does. Um, you know, they know exactly what kind of traffic we're sending to these listings. So I don't think it's a URL. I don't think it's necessarily something inside a URL structure. I think that perhaps something gets uh, just, um, just saturated as anything else. I'd like to say that it's important to note on rebate key. We don't actually um, suggest any URL that you use. You get to choose your own. So whatever you are hearing is working for you, you can set that up. You can also direct your traffic to your website. You can direct it to Walmart. You can direct it to Amazon. You can use a two-step, a brand URL. I mean, it, it, the list goes on. So I think that's a little different. We're not controlling the launch process for people. We're just offering a platform to distribute uh, mail-in rebates. Okay, and Marcus, are you guys still using, based on that article, are you still using two-step URLs in your, your service? Yes. So Heatseeker, which we've had since 2014, um, it's kind of an automated system, but without going too deep into it, we, it's been, it's relatively been unchanged since 2014. So we have a heat, we have a preferred URL that's been working for us just as much as it has been. Uh, Cameron and, and Viral Launch has their own as well. Um, we just see that the storefront seems to be a bit more saturated. Now we could be completely wrong in the reason why the effectiveness is gone, but that's just what we've seen in, in, split testing these URLs and looking at past. So it's a cool name, Heatseeker. What kind of URL is that? Uh, it's proprietary to uh, a certain degree. Um, but it, it's really, it, um, I guess the best way to describe it, it really automates a lot of the process of uh, emulating organic search. We don't, you know, we don't violate any terms of service or anything like that because that's the next question that everybody asks us. Um, but it, it seems to be the most effective in versus a two-step. URL. Has anybody else seen other URLs that work? You know, we, we mentioned this one that Barkus mentioned. We've talked about two-step, heard about brand URLs, any other URLs yeah. that we have not. And Leo, you're smiling, so go, go, you have something to say. I just know what's a heat seeker URL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're in the space, if you're in the space, you know what it is, you know what it does. Yeah. Yeah. They imitate uh, almost real search. So I can say it's probably uh, better than. Because people are going to ask. They're, they're going to want to know, what, what is this? We don't want to keep things crypto. Let's keep it open. Everybody kind of knows. Proprietary, I cannot say it. So. <laughs> <laughs> if I had the privilege of saying it, I would. I just, you know, that's uh, kind of. If, if, uh, you got to keep something close to the chest, you know, so. That's yeah. the reason there's so many services to choose from. There's different ways to do it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, well, I can just say that uh, that URL that uh, Six Leaf is using is uh, imitating a search pretty well. So. It's a good URL. Okay, so it's basically uh, somebody going in and typing in a search and then simulating that whole process. Not exactly, but very close. Uh, anyways, uh, what we are using is, we call it superior URL. It's not proprietary, but it's very complicated. Uh, and uh, what we do is we imitate the search. Uh, we send in the bot that actually searches for your product. And not only it updates the timestamp, it 
grabs the whole URL and all the little variables that are out there, it updates those in that same instant. So that's that kind of imitating this. So we go deep into uh, the pages, you know, page one, page two, page three, page four. Sixleaf is doing something very similar, but differently. And uh, eventually we find your uh, product with that uh, particular keyword and what URL is given by Amazon is the URL the buyers are using. Yeah, okay. because it's a, it's a like timestamp, but smart timestamp. Cameron, any thoughts? Um, honestly, to those, I mean, like I said before, I can, I can only speak to what we're doing. And of course, like I said before, we're split testing a lot, but our effectiveness, our potency has remained pretty consistent just using our organic URL. And it's remained pretty consistent for the past four years. And if that changes, we will change the way that we do things and the way that we approach launches. But for now, we're, we're seeing it just as effective as ever. Okay, so if somebody posts online, two-step storefront URLs do not work anymore, guys. They're dead. Would you guys agree that's a false statement? Yes. Everybody agrees? Yeah? Okay. I don't use those. I never. I actually never use those. So I, you I never you, I use brand two-step. Which one's better out of those two, in your opinion? Actually, everybody can answer. A brand URL or two-step storefront? Brand is also two-step. Right. Without the brand, though, I'm talking about tagging it with the brand. Which one would you prefer? Uh, brand has always worked and never stopped working, uh, but we A-B test the superior URL and brand URL. The only difference is that brand, two-step brand URL, you need to make two clicks. And uh, some people, especially if you send unprepared audience, some people fall out. They don't want to make that second click. But it works just the same. Okay. Now, some of you guys have your own networks. I think some of you use paid media. I've seen posts where people are saying, oh, you know what? This, the Amazon's cracking down on the same people going in and using the coupon codes. That's why it's becoming less effective. Any thoughts on any of this, guys? You got it to the point. That's the problem and not uh, URLs. I disagree, but I'll let you finish. So, sorry. Okay. Well, th there's nothing to disagree. No, about. I, respect, I respect you, but I just, you know. Yeah, the uh, Amazon uh, has a score or a tag for every single seller and every single buyer. Depending on our behavior, we have different scores. And uh, a lot of uh, buyers with the same uh, pattern of buying, you know, I, uh, like a lot of these Chinese papers leaked out and uh, some of you may have seen those, like if you have more than certain percentage of uh, average review, more than like your uh, buying behavior, yeah, lo you log in, buy, you log out, et cetera, et cetera. There's a variety of variables. Then that buy does not count in as a buy. That, that is all, that is what is happening. And it is because of China and because of their multiple, multiple fake accounts that they're using for buying. And same people or similar people are using multiple, multiple accounts to wipe out inventories of the sellers just to resell them, uh, basically that uh, resellers hijackers. And that is the problem, the biggest problem. Uh, there's also the behavior of the seller, like how your seller account performs, like the percentage of those discounted uh, sales, of course it accounts. Uh, I cannot say exactly, but uh, if you're relying too heavily on the launch services to maintain your campaigns, if you're relying on the same source for everything, it's not good. So uh, my personal opinion, even though I, I represent uh, ZoneJump and RebateKey, you have to diversify your sources. It's totally cool to launch with any of these services, uh, but you can't rely on them indefinitely. 
you have to build up your own uh, traffic and get those organic and natural sales. And Barkas, you wanted to comment? Uh, yeah, so I agree with I agree with most of that. Uh, you know, Amazon tracks everything. They track seller activity and behavior, and they track buyer behavior. They track, you know, because they want regular customers. They they know that there's going to be promotions everywhere you go. There's going to be discounts. There's going to be lightning deals. Whatever they know that and they monitor that. If they see somebody that purchases ninety percent off, it's only ninety percent, or the majority of their products are ninety percent off. Um, and they maybe they're using multiple gift cards or maybe multiple debit cards, um, and then they're only leaving fi- uh, positive reviews. That can trigger something to Amazon to maybe stop allowing them to review, or to maybe simply just kill their account. And we've seen those stories came up. I guess maybe like six months ago in Forbes or something. My professional and personal opinion: they don't affect launches. If it did, then we would see less and less products get to page one. We're all growing our lists in some sort of degree or manner. So there's always new people coming in, no people going out. But we, if, if that was the case, that the same people over and over purchasing things, we would all see a less effective promotions. That's the only thing I disagree about. I, everything you talked about, about you know those Chinese documents that leaked out, like all that stuff is true. I mean, Amazon monitors everything. But on the buyer behavior, we want to see, they're, they're trying to get up warnings to see, are these people leaving fake reviews? Are these people you know, buying and, 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 and uh, trying to, or are they receiving fake orders? You know, all that kind of stuff. Amazon wants an honest buying experience and an honest platform. And that's their main purpose. I'd like to add to that. Um, and that's in also my what, opinion. Yeah. I, I agree with what both those guys said. Um, it's one of the main reasons why I came up with the idea of rebate key um, was because I felt that at some point Amazon was going to say anything over a 50% discount is going to be flagged and it will give no ranking boost. And it would be very easy for them to roll it out and say, that's just really an incentivized sale. And so rebate key always provides full price sales on any marketplace and allows you to, you know, rebate the buyer after 35 days. That's how our, our software works. And by mixing, uh, you know, rebate key with Zon blast and Zon jump and viral launch, you probably would have a very successful launch. You got to have multiple sources these days and really have a holistic approach to um, launching your product. If you want to be successful. Okay. I want to come back to you about some stuff that just, was released about rebates. I think probably most of you saw that this morning, but we'll get to that in a second. I want to go back to you, Barclay, or actually anybody who wants to comment on this. Would you say, let's just say that you're giving a 50% discount, okay? Not not too high, not too low. Would And, and you're giving away 100 units as an example. Would it make any difference in your opinions whether that traffic comes through a network of buyers that you know you have your own your own network essentially versus somebody using the same number of coupon codes on Facebook and going out organically and just grabbing random people. Do you think there'd be any difference in the final rank if all other things are equal? I would love to test that. Um, and somebody else can chime in. I just have my opinion. So go ahead. Okay. Right, finish, finish your thoughts. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would, I would love to test the effect of it. You know, we're, um, I haven't run that heavy Facebook ads and tried to split test that difference. Um, logically it's all external traffic. And my thought process is external traffic is external traffic. Amazon loves it. Um, that's why they push the, you know, their associates program so hard um, because that's their job is to drive external traffic. You know, the more places, the better. I don't, I, I can't say, I can't say if that would be more effective or not. I would assume no, but I don't like to assume. So that's just my opinion on it. Uh, actually, we did split test. 
And uh, we even didn't have to do it ourselves uh, in our group with Ian uh, in MDS. Uh, there are some very large sellers and they did split testing across the platforms. And I do not think that initial launch, like you have a brand new Asian, is affected by the value. Uh, it can be 90% off, 50% off a full price sale, but relaunch is affected. So if you are, if you have an old Asian with old history, full price sales are more valuable. Uh, I would still go with full price sale if you can do it for the initial launch, but I have not seen any difference uh, doing 90, actually the guy was doing 99% off across every single platform that is listed here. I will not comment on uh, viral launch or six leaf, but uh, he came very close uh, results on rebate key and zone jump. Uh, even though uh, rebate key naturally uh, gave him a little bit more uh, reviews because they were full price sales. So that's, that's my opinion. It does not affect the sales velocity does not, does not get affected if it is 99% or 50% off or uh, full price sale and the sales velocity is what matters at this stage. You're launching a new product. Uh, and actually it's better to do a much deeper discount because you can get more uh, claims. You know, that's the problem that probably every single launch service has here. Like in our platform, you can do 30% off. But you know, uh, you can't generate such huge sales velocity on 30% off as on 99% off. So if you really want to rank, and uh, uh, I think six leaf is a uh, one day launch also approach, it also works very well. And uh, if you want really a lot of items in a short period of time, uh, do a very deep discount, right? But if you have an old stale product and you want to boost it, sometimes none of the launch services work. Uh, my uh, theory is it's because of the, they already established your history, they already know your patterns, how the buyers are, your returns, refunds and everything. And there you have to be more consistent, maybe not one day boost, not two week, not one week boost, but like more consistently spread it over the time to correct your uh, listing. Well, just switching gears a little bit, for those of you guys who don't know, before I worked at Helium 10, I would help different companies with their uh, launches and I, and I handled over 400 launches in the last year. And so I still have access to a lot of my old clients and I actually did a real deep dive you know, on everything that's been happening you know, since the beginning of August. And I noticed like a big change in, in what I saw, and this is about 3,000 different data points, uh, a big change in the predictability of launches of things that always worked before. And then now it's like a little bit inconsistent. And to me, in my data, it was around the middle of August, which is around the same time that we started seeing some strange things happening on the Amazon search results platform. You know, all of a sudden, you know, one product in one browser will be page one, position five, and then, you know, somebody else in another place, or they switch to Firefox browser, it's page seven, position 170 and going up and down and up and down and indexing different things. Do you guys see any of that, you know, in your data that anything changed in August? And then if so, do you think it might be related to this new search things? You know, how grids now are different, you know, some, some grids will be 16 on page one, but some will be 48 on page one, et cetera, et cetera. I think a lot's changed with the launch process and how what Leo was touching on about the buyer and everybody is being tracked, the sellers, the buyers, every data point, every launch you do, every discount sale, every friend that buys your product, it's all being tracked. 
and it's it, they're they're creating a basically a quality score on everybody. And this is this is information that's been leaked from Amazon directly. So we know that this is pretty much fact. And so nobody knows the details of how it's actually being worked out, but it does impact the launches. And so if these people are constantly buying, only buying on Amazon with coupon codes, that launch might not work. What do you guys think the rest of you? To, to talk to your, your question about uh, Amazon just changing things every now and then, I think uh, we, have, we have seen things just change in terms of just grid layouts and or ranking differences between looking at uh, an organic search in an incognito window, for example, compared to like a non-incognito. Um, but on a macro level, we're not seeing that affect something like launches, right? So, or, or sales necessarily. Um, so maybe on the micro level, yeah, it's affecting some sellers here and there just because Amazon's continually testing different things out. Um, but we're still, we're still seeing effective results come from launches on the macro level. Okay. Have you guys seen any big differences in your launches in the last 60 days? Are people having to give away more? Yeah, I agree with what uh, Ian and Marcus said. Uh, I have to add that uh, Amazon, uh, at the same time, uh, they're testing several different algorithms. Uh, maybe they take 5% of all the traffic and they just do one way, 5% another way, and they're comparing those. And they started it relatively recently. That's why people can see different results. And they also test on different uh, browsers. Of, of course, mobile and uh, desktop. They are different. And uh, of course, on personal level, they also adjust. Like if you're not in, in incognito, you see all the completely different results because they want to give you what you will buy. So they are implementing that. But I agree that on macro level, it's still uh, the same. Uh, yeah. What was the recent question? It was just basically to see if there was any abnormalities tied to the giveaways that you guys are seeing. If you've seen this affect you guys, because there's a lot of chatter online right now saying, I just ran launches and it's not working. It used to work. And now I just gave away 600 units and I went from page two to page nine when it was finished. Yeah, right. So can a launch not work? We've seen it not work. So mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe you guys could talk about, we could talk about like, why do some work and some don't? Yeah. There, I mean, it's not, uh, micro levels, we work, they work mostly, but there are people who struggle with launching and they're doing the same thing everybody else is. I think one of the, one of the biggest issues, and I think Barkus brought this up earlier, um, but one of the biggest issues that we see with failed launches, uh, have to do with planning a, a really launch strategy. So usually, usually if someone ends up failing a launch, right, the launch doesn't work. Um, it's a result of not necessarily looking into the market well enough and, or planning a launch for the exact number of units that you should be giving away to either match or exceed the velocity that's going on in that market. And, or you also kind of like Leo said, you have a product that's been just dead for a long time. And from that, you can't implement the same, like you can't just run a one day launch, then give away like 50 units and expect to be on page one and then stay on page one. I think that there are certain subtle changes that have happened over the past maybe year. If you go two years back, it was way different, right? But now you could just kind of have to be really more intentional with the market. You have to know which market you're getting into. You have to know whether your product has been dead for a long time or whether you can just run some velocity to it to get it up and or whether you convert well after you're on page one as well. Generally speaking on a macro level, again, like launches still work, but you just have to be really more intentional with your strategy. Okay. So let's talk about the launch process essentially. I mean, I'm going to jump forward a little bit. A year ago, seven day, eight day launches for a new product seem to work. Some of you now are advising people do very short launches, one or two days. Where do you guys stand on that as of right now for a new product? And then where do you stand on a relaunch? 
And you guys can each answer this. Cameron, if you want to go first. Yeah, 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 for sure. So for the longest time and for a majority of the time that we've done launches, the traditional launch was like seven to 10 days, right? Well, seven to 10, ten, seven to 10 days was like the sweet spot. And then uh, one day launches started coming out not too long ago, started getting hot maybe two months ago or three months ago or maybe just two months ago. But um, we started looking into it and up until now, this is actually really interesting. We were just looking at launch data again uh, really, really recently. And we found when, when one day launches first started getting hot, they're actually working really, really well. And we're still seeing them work really well. Um, we're just now, or when we checked very, very recently, we're actually starting to see that sellers implementing, more sellers implementing a one or two day launch are ending up falling off quicker than they were before. And so we don't have enough data to say like, oh yeah, one day launches aren't as good as they were two months ago. Um, but we're, we're kind of just right now starting to see that like for the longest time, the traditional seven day launch was like consistent. One day launches were really, really good. Maybe even better if you can develop the strategy, right? Now we're kind of see, seeing seven day, a seven day launch come back as just a really good consistent option. Not that one day launches don't work, but that's generally what we see. Cool. Marcus. I agree hundred percent with what Cameron said. Um, so we, for the longest time when we started, it was, you know, run a one day, hit it with a seven day, maybe, maybe another, uh, another seven day or eight day after that for a really competitive product. But then about six months ago, we saw these one and two day blasts, like really, really working and being effective. Now in our testing that we see they're still working, but the staying power, um, is, is not as effective as it used to be. And there are so many, there's so many variables out there to consider as far as staying power, you know, um, cause you know, buyers look at star rating more and more. Uh, and I don't want to talk about reviews right now cause that would take about three days to go over. But, um, I wish I had launched a brand five or six years ago on Amazon cause it had been a lot easier. Uh, but it takes, it takes you fine tuning every variable of your listing. Uh, and your launch process and how you look at competitors and keywords now to really come in there and get there and stay there and start taking some market share away. Cool. Leo, what are your thoughts? I agree that uh, this is a very complex uh, problem. Launch alone will not solve uh, all the issues. Uh, a lot of failed launches are due to a variety of reasons. Some of them, are, of course, not. if you just launch, hit the first page and you don't pick up organic sales, you're gonna fail. Uh, also something that uh, a lot of people don't know uh, is that old accounts uh, have more value in the eyes of Amazon than the brand new accounts. So you may get flagged for something as a brand new account, as a seller. So it may not work for you because something abnormal happens in your launch uh, strategy. Uh, but one day launches, we've seen them come up very quickly and dropping out uh, also quickly. So if you want some, I, I always think that you need to uh, make it look like it's a, uh, like as if it's a normal process. Uh, it's, it should not have spikes. Nothing should have spikes. That's why I still stick by four or five or seven, eight days launches. And I've seen a lot of success with those. May not be as fast as one day launch, but at least they stick definitely better in the long run. So uh, I would go for seven, eight launch. Could those and actually do the wave slowly phase out, not just cut it off. Right. These one or two day launches, could they be falling off faster in your opinion because there's just not trailing history? 
behind that. It's just like a big spike and then boom, you know, once they, once you start averaging seven days, 30 days, it's just not there. It is just a theory. I know for a fact that all the accounts, accounts more than one year old uh, are treated better by Amazon than less than one year old accounts. And they, a lot of flags are removed for all their accounts. So it's just my theory that these new sellers, they come in with a, a brand new product and they launch and something gets flagged. It may be something else. I don't know. So those are usually the failed uh, launches. Uh, and uh, one day spike, it looks abnormal. You have no sales and you have one day spike and then again, nothing. You have to maintain the sales, sales velocity somehow for a longer period of time, I guess. So naturally is in and is out, in my opinion, is better. It may not give as fast results as a one day launch, but in a long period of time, it will give better results. And also, uh, if you don't start converting organically, mm. <laughs> it's, the game is over. So maybe if you don't get enough full price sales after you launch and you're on page one, kick that PPC and do something else. I don't know, do something else. Don't not just rely on this. Okay, I did a launch, so sit back and relax. No. Okay. Ian, any thoughts on this? Yeah, in my opinion, um, that you should be doing this all as a holistic approach and kind of looking at multiple different traffic signals to send to Amazon and utilize the coupons from Viral Launch or um, from Zon Pages or Zon Jump and Rebate Key and PPC. And, and you got to really make it look organic in order to be able to stick the landing when you actually do a launch. Okay. But are you using, are you using one day, two days or seven days, 10 days? What are you using? Uh, so with rebate key, it's actually, you get to choose how long you do it. So we're not actually advising anybody on a launch for more of a marketing platform for distributing rebates. So that's right. But you're, you're a seven figure seller. What do you use personally? For personally, I yeah. do a, I'll do a, a seven day blast and I'll also do like a 10 to 15 day rebate key on top of it at the same time. When I was doing launches, there was a thing that seem to be, I mean, it's kind of coined like a honeymoon period. Like if you catch a product, like in its first couple weeks that it's live, Amazon gives it this big boost. And like, maybe you target four keywords, but then for like 50 other keywords, it'll put you to page one or two, just, you know, on its own. But then there's like a certain time where it kind of like all falls off. Do you guys still see that, you know, with any of your customers where if they hit it on a brand new listing that Amazon gives it that extra juice, or is that honeymoon period, not a thing anymore? Yeah, uh, yeah, there is definitely honeymoon. I, I don't know anybody who objects to that, not, at least not in uh, our MDS group. Uh, there is definitely honeymoon period. It's 40, 45 days when uh, you are indexed for every single keyword. Basically, you have this juice. And then you're slowly getting de-indexed because you don't convert for those keywords. And I think somebody wrote an article somewhere about getting your listing re-indexed. So there is a method, I'm not going to say what it is, but you can probably Google it, uh, to put yourself back into honeymoon. So honeymoon is real. Marcus, you were saying I agree. agree? Well, I don't agree that there's like extra juice from Amazon or, neg or, or de-ranking juice or anything like that. That Amazon measures sales velocity and, and sales activity and... If you get to page one, like let's say you launch a product and on day one, you run a blast and you get to page one for a couple of keywords. Um, if you don't have any sales, if you just have zero sales for the next seven or eight days, yeah, it's going to drop off. I just don't think that Amazon provides preferential treatment to new listings or to, they might, it could be, you know, it could be wrong. I don't think there's anything there. I, you know, I, I try to follow some kind of, uh, I guess on a bigger level, 
logic behind that. It doesn't make any logical sense. What if I have an amazing product? Amazon wants the best products in front of their customers. So what if I have an amazing product and just because it's eight years old, I can't rank it, you know? So I don't think that they would not help me out or help me out or not help me out. Um, just because the, just because factor, there is logic in that, you know, it is harder to rank, uh, an older listing. If it has a lot of days that have zero sales history, um, we know that that negatively impacts it, but that's, that's, that's logical. I don't think that there's any special juice from Amazon, in my opinion. Cameron, can I, yeah, can I speculate? So I'll, I'll say what we're seeing and then I'll speculate a little, a little bit, but what we are seeing is that, um, there is a, a quote unquote grace period, but for launches specifically. So I, I truly do believe that it is easier to achieve page one ranking if you are a new product and you launch pretty much right away. Generally, we're seeing that last like two-ish weeks. We, we don't have an exact day number to give to that, but two-ish weeks, we've seen people achieve page one ranking pretty quickly. Um, why do I think that's the case? Um, I don't know, to, to push back on the idea of Amazon supporting a new product a little bit, I think that uh, if Amazon sees if a new product is put in, uh, in, in my mind, this is a way for Amazon system to say, hey, there's a brand new product that a lot of people like. Let's put it in front of people to see if more people will buy it compared to the other products that are already on page one. And so I have seen, I've, I have seen firsthand products that converted much, much better than the products that were already on page one brand new product launched right away, gave away not many units at all, cheap page one ranking and stayed there um, for with other products that have been there for, for years. So why, again, don't know exactly, but maybe, maybe in support of new products, being able to compete, at least testing out whether they can compete against products that have been on for a while. All right, Leo, any final comments on that? Uh, actually, uh, there is a logical sense why new products should be given the juice viral uh, uh, launch explained that yeah to allow new products you know to at least show show themselves uh, and there is a reason why all the products uh, will not rank is uh, good products with good sales history uh, with low amount of returns refunds uh, with good review history uh, they probably are not that much affected by that, but a lot of products have a problem, especially PL products, you know, they have a problem of returns, refunds, and that is part of the formula. If you want to relaunch a product, it's a common knowledge, it's not anymore a seven day business, it could be a two month business, you know. It's my, you might as well, uh, you know, do one of those refresh things and relaunch the product. If, if it doesn't sell, if it's somewhere on page, I don't know what. And also keywords, uh, Amazon is an algorithm uh, targeted at maximizing their profits, right? So uh, they do de-index you for keywords that you do not convert for. And if you, and do, they do give you all the keywords that you were trying to rank for within these first few uh, weeks to see if you convert for them. You know, that's why uh, new products, they easier to, to launch and rank. It doesn't mean they will stay for those keywords in the long run. Where, where do you feel these, and anybody can answer this, where, where do you feel the two weeks, let's say it's a two week honeymoon period, when does that start? Is it when it actually goes live on Amazon? Is it from the first piece of traffic that hits it? When does that actually start? Day you turn it on, make it active. Day you make it active. 
Even, even if the product is not in stock yet, or does it have to be in stock at that point? Yeah, in stock active, yeah. I okay, mean, yeah. gotcha. All right, cool. That's, we've seen the same thing, in stock active. Do you guys still recommend people close their listings until the product actually arrives, or is that something that's antiquated now? I wouldn't let a listing just stay alive and say currently available if you're waiting three or four weeks for inventory to come in, uh, because there's just you're you're accumulating zero days of sales sorry zero days of sales history. Um, I, I, I would close it and then turn it back once you have you know if, if it's just a few days just leave it on. But if you're accumulating you know thirty forty five sixty days of just zero days of sales history, it can hurt it can hurt your rankings. In the, MDS, in the MDS group, we, we, a lot of us will set our future selling date on the listing so that it won't actually show up, but you don't actually have to close the listing. Switching gears a, a little bit, you know, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups. I'm sure you guys are too. And one thing that I always see, you know, about, you might call them conspiracy theorists or something that they're, that product ranks achieve through launches, they're being penalized where the rankings are going to fall much harder and faster and they're hard, or they're harder to maintain as if you had reached that position organically. Is there any truth to this? Have you guys seen this? Do you, do you guys, does any of you feel that if you have reached page one, you know, you're doing a giveaway that you're somehow penalized for it? Not at all. No. Uh, a lot of that is coming from the groups. A lot of that ranking is coming from the groups where Chinese are using fake accounts and those get penalized because Amazon actively hunts those unreal, not real buyers. But as long as you have real uh, people with real purchasing behavior, it does not matter. It's not the discount, again, it's who buys it. That's what matters. Okay, jumping back a little bit to the relaunch, and I know you, you talked about resetting, we won't really get into that, but how long would you guys recommend for a, a relaunch? Do you guys have numbers, the number of days? It depends on the keyword, where you're ranking, what you're converting, uh, there's just too many variables to say what works across the board. That's, I really try to, I mean, I'm sure everybody else does. You really try to dive in to see which keywords you want to rank for. You know, are you on page 20 or are you at the, you on page five? Cause it all makes a difference. You know, how, you know, how many competing products, what's the search volume? So right. it all just, it all makes a difference. So you talked about, you know, whether it's converting, are you guys looking at the client's conversion rates before recommending the launch? Is that what you do? I do. It's really hard to gauge what their real conversion rate is, but if they've been around for you know a year, six months, or longer, I try to get that information from. Them. Maybe look at their session report before, um, because it you know it all makes a difference. If if I convert at thirty five percent on one listing, uh, but everybody else converts at you know twenty five percent on page one, you know you're going to stay there. You're, you're going to take some market share from the top of page one. So you know same thing goes if you have a really poor converting listing, three or four percent, you're going to go to the top of page one and fall right back down because okay. nobody's going to buy your product. All right. I'm going to jump way back. Bradley asked a question before I could finish one of the topics we talked about, effectiveness of doing promotions on Facebook, let's say with coupon codes or, or wherever, any social media versus going to a network that has, you know, let's say 50,000 people that you know, are conditioned to actually download or to get use of coupon codes. Very quickly, you guys feel there is a difference or isn't a difference? Leo, you said you felt there was. And Marcus, was it you that said you don't feel there is a difference? And I don't know if Cameron, if you even answered this. Go for it. Yeah, whoever wants to go. Well, uh, I kind of represent all three uh, launch methods. I'm part of uh, Rebate Key. I have data from there. I'm Zone Jump. I have data from uh, discounted launches. And I also, through Zone Pages, we, uh, we allow people to distribute uh, promo codes through the ManyChat campaigns. So, kind of like Zapier, but much easier. So, I also will launch it recently. 
many just after the the conference <laughs> yeah and uh what is happening there and we did a lot of tests uh in facebook if you run an ad to your messenger for example and you give a promo code there are a lot of these uh hunters for the deals that do just the same. They hunt for those ads and they wipe out your inventory with those fake buyers. So you have to be actually quite careful not to get in the hands of those groups. There are networks of people that are hunting those coupons to resell on Amazon. So uh, rebate key, I would think, would be the safest bet because they, they get rebate only after everything is cool. You know, you cannot resell, you cannot, you know, anything with those products. So. And uh, what we do in uh, Zone Jump, we push them through such filters that we actually have a database of all these uh, people. And, uh, but still, some people may sift through somehow. So I would say uh, launch platforms that do take care of their, who buys from their products are the safest. Uh, if you're running a Facebook ad and you do 99% off, uh, you may get, uh, you may become a victim of those networks. Uh, if you do 50% of 70% of maybe not, maybe they're not going to even look at your ad. You pay a little bit more, but you get better quality of buyers. If you do rebate key, you have full price uh, sale. Uh, uh, it's kind of safe too. So that's my opinion. I think, um, so opinion from, from viral launch, right? Uh, I think you have more control over whether you're running through a, a pretty good like protected launch platform. Um, whereas if you're trying to run ads through Facebook, you have a little bit less control over the velocity that you're putting into your product launch. And I think it, it we're just not really seeing a, a difference from like the, the I'm just going to say launch potency from bringing in traffic through Facebook versus a launch directly. But I think a lot of people get lost in this subject. I think a lot of it comes down to control. And so that's what I would just leave this with is just, it depends on kind of what your goals are. If you want to build your own list or if you're okay with using uh, someone else's list or launch platform essentially. Um, but a lot of it does come, come down to control and your ability to influence how much you're pushing into your product. Yeah. I agree with both of you. Uh, I, I, I don't think that there, I don't think that despite of where the, the traffic comes from, if they're putting in a coupon code, I don't think that there's a, any difference and here, and here's why, because if I have uh, this amazing brand that I can just launch my product to my community on, let's say Instagram and Facebook, that the, why would Amazon penalize that in a certain degree or put me at risk or flag me versus it's just kind of the same concept of if I'm using viral launch or if I have my own community of people that, of my own brand, you know, if I have an engaged audience and all I do is hit them, which is what you want to do as a brand, you don't want to use a launch or if you have your, your, the, if you have your own audience and your own traffic, why would Amazon penalize me for doing what I'm supposed to do? I, I just, that's my, that's my conspiracy theory right there. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, so. I would say that Amazon is looking at the natural sales and purchasing abilities of a buyer. And so when somebody is only signing on and buying products uh, at a steep discount, Amazon's noticing that and they're, they're giving you less um, buyer credit for that. I would love to see some data behind that because we don't. Yeah, see we're not. I'm not, not seeing. I'm not going to really responsible. I would love to see an article with some some information. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just, yeah. I just, I just don't see it. Well, we, we've we've seen documents from Amazon that that suggest this exact. Well, yeah. So I've I've, I've seen that, yeah. but they don't yeah. suggest that it hurts a sale. They just say that they're tracking these behaviors. 
and this yeah. is applied. They don't say in those documents that it's hurting a sale. Well, what I'm, what I'm suggesting is that there's a ranking score to every sale. And so having all these factors using multiple launch services is a better strategy than just using one source of traffic because it's very easy to see. And I'm not saying that any of these traffic sources don't work. I'm just saying that in, in the future, in the history, we need to evolve and have a holistic approach of launching our products. Of course. I don't, I don't think that, uh, you know, using one tool will help anybody, you know, get to seven, eight figures. I just disagree that Amazon has a negative ranking score for somebody and that that would hurt my brand if I give them a 90% off coupon code. How do I know that that person is only buying 90%? Why would they penalize me well, if I don't well, know anything? Let me ask you this. Why are certain listings getting review blocks? I have my own opinion on that. I had a, I had a listing that got 601 nail in the coffin. I had four reviews, four reviews over a seven day period. And then they shut me down. Um, and I think it's because I launched that product and I didn't have any verified. This is my opinion. I think that I didn't have any verified reviews on there. Uh, you know, it was just kind of like a, a, a newbie beginner mistake on my part. I got four reviews and they were all tied to a large discount. You know, I was sending out, um, just the regular, you know, follow-up sequences that went out to everybody. Um, and I think that's why Amazon won't tell you. Um, I think, I think level one solo support, um, you know, they don't know. So they're not going to tell you seller performance isn't going to tell you, but that that's my opinion. And that's what I think. Cause there, I didn't get four reviews in one day. I got four reviews in a seven day period. And then they're like six Oh one. Like I've had full price. I've had organic sales message me saying, Hey, I can't leave a review. And that was for a brand new listing too. So it was, uh, that's my theory. And it's based off of one interaction. How long ago was that? This was Bradley. I told you about it, but this was, um, Oh man, this was maybe this a month year ago. Or, oh, so it was pretty recent. Yeah, this was like a month ago. Yeah. You said it was a newbie mistake. So that's why I was asking. Well, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, this was, yeah, this was, no, I'm sorry. This was a prime day launch. So this was, uh, this was back in July. It wasn't a couple, okay. it wasn't a month ago. It was a, it was a prime day launch. So. Okay. Any additional thoughts on this guys? I want to support uh, Ian in what he said. Uh, I'll give you exact numbers. If you have uh, more than 50% of sales with any discount within the first three months of your sales, you're going to be punished. Your listing will be probably either de-indexed for the keywords that you have or heavily de-indexed or penalized in, in, in some way. That's a huge statement. So if somebody's just launching a product and they want to do a launch to rank and they do a 75% off coupon code for the keywords in a you know, two-step URL, they're going to get penalized in your opinion? More than 50% of sales come from this discount. They will lose their rankings. Okay. F not, not a discount, but more than 50% of the sales. And you said over, is it over three months? You're saying that where you've seen that or? Three months is a magic number in Amazon. Three months trailing. They check like all your history. Three months. Yes. So you want to make sure you're not at that ratio at 90 days. You want to make sure if you are not getting organic sales, kick in PPC, you know, match up those 50, like at least 50% mm -hmm. of sales for full price should come in. Interesting. Have you guys seen that viral launch or six leaf? No, I haven't seen it. Uh, I think that there, there's logic behind there. I don't know what hard numbers there are. So I'm going to agree with Leo a little bit for a chance. Uh, the, uh, I think if you run launches for however you do it, whether you run deep discounted Facebook ads or you use any type of launch service and all you have is 
you know, largely discounts, uh, it would make sense that Amazon might penalize you to a certain degree, but that's it. Like that's over a certain period of time, you know, maybe 90 days. If you're not getting organic sales and you're just forcing your listing there for two or three months, that makes sense to me. Um, I haven't, I haven't seen it, but that's also something that we haven't, honestly, I haven't looked at as far as testing on a wide scale is going, but we haven't gone back into our data 90 days to see that specific instance. So he could very well be right. It does make sense that they would do that. All right. Cameron, you've been following the data. Yeah. <laughs> I've been following the data. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, uh, we, we actually haven't, we haven't necessarily seen, seen this, um, kind of taking full effect. And we've had, we've had some pretty big sellers pass through our system and, and this, the data that I'm giving you is, I don't want to say it's outdated. It's just not as recent where I think Amazon has been making a lot of changes very, very recently. Okay. So I just want to stipulate that, but we have had large sellers who are competing in really, really competitive, very, very competitive markets who just launch their product over and over and over again for 30 plus days. And they maintain ranking through that. Now a launch is not the only thing that they are doing to sustain that traffic, but it is one medium in this extremely competitive environment where they're getting a lot of, a lot of sales, a lot of organic sales as well, but they'll give away this number, a number of large competitors or a number of large sellers gave away a lot of units, got the page one and then kept on giving those units over and over and over again for like a month and maintained rank partly, I believe because of that, partly because of organic traffic. That's what we've seen. We've just, we've seen it happen. All right, guys, we're going to do some rapid fire. There's about a dozen questions in here still that we want to go through. I'm not going to call on anybody. You guys just jump in, you know, if you have thought on, on any of this stuff, but what does not work anymore when it comes to launches? Poor planning. I mean, not planning at all. Um, uh, we, we see it so many times, just not planning, not understanding your market, not understanding the keywords. What are products? Name three products each of you that you should absolutely stay away from. You guys see it daily. What would they be? Vitamin C serum, Garcinia Cambogia. Um, oh man, what's another one that's just insanely competitive? Somebody help me out here. Like fitness, fitness, uh, yoga mats. Fit, yoga mats. Stay away from yoga mats. Yoga mats. Fitness wraps, ashwagandha. Yeah, well, we've seen a lot of these back, back straighteners, like a wave. I don't know where they're coming from, but <laughs> the market cannot swallow. That's another reason for the fail. Sometimes comes this wave of people launching in the same way, and they all want to compete for these top spaces. They all do the launch. You know? So yeah, a lot of these products that are advertised, I don't know, by some groups, like buy this, buy that, this is a hot product. Just stay away from it. Focus on your own niche. And I've seen a lot of people making more money in narrow niches than in going after this number one product in the most competitive niche. You know, because there are very big sellers in those niches and you're not gonna beat them. They know more than you. If you're a new seller, you're getting into the space, pick some narrow niche far away from the noise and you're gonna be more successful. All right, what are keyword mistakes that people are making when they wanna launch and rank for one? Throw those out. Uh, not allocating enough units for uh, as many days as they need to. Vitamin C serum is always an example I use. You're not going to do anything if you try to give out 10 units a day. Uh, you know, you might move from page 20 to 15, but you really have to understand the volume of those keywords, the, how competitive they are, um, and then look at look at what, what people are doing on page one to, re to really understand how effective you can be with that keyword. 
Yeah, at Rebate Key, we allow people to use their own URLs. And so we see people that actually just use like a URL without any keyword embedded and they're trying to give away 50 a day. You know, so, uh, you know, knowing what you're doing, do some research, do the planning. I think that's really important for people to do and, and pick a product people, that, it, okay. yeah, but just pick a product that isn't what everybody else is doing. Find, find your own niche and that you're going to be way more successful. People aren't targeting the right keywords. People also have, and it's not necessarily their fault, but they have a really hard time finding the balance between picking the right keywords to even just put into their listing, but also writing the copy for their listing that meshes perfectly, like a perfect balance of readability and great keywords that you need to include. So that's just, it's hard for people to be professional copywriters, but that's generally what we see people struggling. Okay. If they're going after a pretty difficult keyword phrase, would you recommend that be at the the first phrase in the title or does that not really matter much? It does matter. Yeah, yeah. So really competitive phrase, put it in the title. It works better. Following the previous question, uh, a lot of listings are not ready for the launch and that's number one reason for failed launch. So they have uh, shitty products they have bad uh, reviews or no reviews or whatever and very bad bullets, very bad description. So even if they're up there, so what? Or their pricing, like, they should be below average. If nothing else is good, at least make the price lower, right? So that's, I guess, number one reason for failure. So during a launch, if everybody's at $29 and you do a launch and you're giving it away at an 80% off, at least try to, even when you go back, when your launch is done, come in at a lower price. So that organic velocity starts to kick in, right? Test yeah, a lot price. of people try to compensate their launch. Well, I'm already, I'm already giving a discount, so I'm going to increase my price. It's mm. not going to work. <laughs> People so, don't see your discount on the organic listing, right? So. so so, these are a lot of the things that you guys see is the reason as people fail consistently. But what about those of your customers who are consistently crushing it and they're getting to page one? Are there any common traits that you see with these guys that you can comment on? Usually, uh, they're very knowledgeable. <laughs> and their <laughs> listings are super cool. Yeah, very good photography, very good listing, copy they are the best, you know, big sellers usually perform better in the launches than uh, medium and small sellers. Okay. I think, I think sellers really successful sellers are really good at getting outside of their own head. So oftentimes we see that uh, maybe a seller thinks that their photos are pretty good and that's why they're confident in it, but they're actually just awful. Um, if that seller is willing to accept the fact that he or she is not the best at photography or doesn't have the best listing, they're going to go through what's necessary to get those great photos, get the, get that great listing. That just like screams quality. That's honestly, it's just a huge trait that we see in successful sellers. So, so in miss, if you had to sum up the biggest mistake that people make, is it keywords? Is it product photography? Just picking the wrong product. What would you say is the number one? Just throw them out there guys. There is no number one. Lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. <laughs> just everything in general. Okay. Well, yeah, what would be... Go, go ahead, Cameron. I was just going to say, I'm going to have to agree with Leo again. I'm turning the tables here. Um, that It's just a combination of things. Yeah. I mean, people so will sometimes choose not the right keywords, or they might choose the right keywords, but they have a really bad main image, or they have one negative review. Um, so it's just a combination of things. I wish, I wish we could give you a definitive answer. I don't, I don't think there is one. And Cameron touched on this also that this is, it's not only, it's a combination of things, but also a combination of traffic sources that help you for the win. And so you said your biggest sellers are using your service and probably a combination of a lot of other strategies to drive traffic to listening. I think all those things combined using rebate key and, um, six leaf or Zonjumper jumper viral launch, those are all going to make your a better 
a chance of ranking. And so you, you need to take as many things in your control when you're doing a launch. And that's what we do in our brands. And that's what I see the best sellers doing is not just like trying this one, one quick hit and you think that's it. You know, no, we're all doing so many things to improve our brands and improve our launch strategies. And uh, you need to follow those. Okay. Going, going from what you said, Ian, do you guys feel like there's a difference? If let's say you're giving away 300 units, is it better? Are you going to see a difference whether you use one service for those 300 versus spreading it out over, you know, evenly over five different sources? Does Amazon see that as better and rank you better? We've all seen, well, maybe some of us seen that uh, funnel, that uh, incoming traffic, outgoing traffic, how Amazon sees the data, uh, again, from those Chinese leaked papers. Uh, Amazon will not think it's normal if you have all your traffic within three months uh, coming from the same place. So I would go ahead and agree with uh, Ian. You need to spread out. You need to do viral launch, uh, zone blast, zone jump. Uh, do your uh, coupons through the ManyChat campaign, for example. Uh, do the PPC. PPC maybe a little bit later. Uh, and all that will look, make it look normal to uh, Amazon. That's kind of Mike McClary talks about that, his blitz, where he's just like, just slam it from every angle that you can. And we've seen really good results. So it sounds like you guys are all in. So yeah, it sounds use like all the levers in. and the tools that you have available. Use Helium 10 to find the right keywords to target. I mean, you utilize everything. Don't just, oh, this was a guy selling a back support and you're just going to target back support. Maybe you should target women's back support, you know? So utilize all the tools to figure out what is the best place to go and with the less, least amount of competition. What are things that people can do to maintain that page one ranking once they're there? Other than obviously, let's assume their listing is good. Everything is 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 reasonably set. Is there anything that they can do, whether it's PPC, anything else that you recommend they do? Well, what, what we suggest to sellers is generally after, let's say a seller runs a launch and gets to page one after like seven days. Awesome. If they are not as confident in their product converting organically to match the sales that are going on, or they just want to ensure, get a higher, have a higher chance of staying on page one, we we'll recommend, we call it a maintenance launch, but essentially it's just kind of decreasing the number of sales that you're pushing through a launch but extending the launch period. So like you launch for seven days, you get to page one, you create essentially another launch that lasts for maybe another 10 to 20 days where you decrease the amount of traffic. We have not seen a negative result come from that. In fact, we've seen that combined with PPC be actually a really good strategy for sellers just maintaining that page one ranking until they can really hopefully convert organically. Marcus? I, uh, no, so I, I agree with everything. Um, I, uh, I would also encourage everybody, and I don't think enough sellers do this, is when your launch is over, start tracking your sessions and your unit session percentage, or some people call it conversion rate. Start tracking that information. And if you know what it is before and those numbers increase and they stay at that level, then you did something good. It's important to watch them every day. And I know Amazon doesn't update everything in real time, so sometimes there is a delay. But if you see one of those numbers, one of those metrics start to drop, you probably can correlate it to a certain keyword. So... Watching that, you know, maybe you can maybe you can catch a keyword before it just starts to drop off a page one. If you start seeing a, a trend of well, my sessions are dropping. Um, that's that was my only tip is is monitor the metrics that Amazon gives you um, and use them to your advantage. Would you guys run heavy sponsored ads to that specific phrase that you're targeting at the same time as the launch, right after the launch? No, no. Um, we've just from what we've seen is. Um, you know, these, these buyers that are, uh, are, our buyers are on multiple lists. Um, and, and they kind of, they start to kind of get, um, uh, I guess it's lazy. Um, so you could, what can happen is you can have 
maybe uh, I'm, I'm targeting vitamin C serum. Well, maybe, uh, maybe they don't, didn't go to the right, they didn't get to the right page or maybe they backed up and they got distracted and they're, and they're not back at the link that they should be. They're just going to type in the brand name vitamin C serum and then just click on the sponsor. Ad. We've seen that happen quite a bit. Um, I would, if you're running, if you're targeting vitamin C serum at the same time at a PPC as a launch, I would recommend either dial it down or target some other keywords that have vitamin C serum in at the same time in PPC. Okay. Anybody agree or disagree? I totally agree with that. All right. Well, other than discounted coupon, you know, code launches that we've been talking about, well, what other ways do you see coming for sellers to do launches? Obviously, we have the your rebate key we've talked about too. So between these two methods, is there anything else that you see as a possible methodology we could use to launch? Well, it all depends how long you are in business. Like a lot of people create this massive audiences and their mailing lists and their uh, now many chats, you know, in their chatbots, in their messenger. Uh, yeah, those are other methods of launching. Of course, you can go also to the influencers and do all sorts of other uh, ways of marketing. What I've noticed is if you're on the up, upward uh, spiral, you need to keep going on the upward spiral. The minute you stop, you don't stay, you go on the downward spiral. And we talked a lot about it uh, in MTS, that uh, you need to maintain the push, you know, and it, oh, I spent so much on marketing already, I should stop. No, you're out of the game if you stop. So yeah, you need to keep pushing it. You need to create your own audiences because it's gonna make your next launch cheaper, right? But you need to use all the instruments to keep pushing. It depends on your niche. In some niches you just stay forever and nothing happens. I don't know of such niches, but uh, yeah, you need, you need to keep bringing more and more traffic, external traffic to outcompete your competitors. Okay. Target one keyword phrase or multiple keyword phrases during a launch? What do you recommend? I think it depends on the keyword. Uh, again, we'll go back to the vitamin C serum as an example. If, you, if you've got 500 or 1,000 units, don't target that keyword. You can't get to page one with 500 units for vitamin C serum. Or if you do, you might have 50 units left over and then you run out. And, you know, if you haven't planned for that, then that can be, that can be really bad. I, I've been playing around with something for a while and we let some beta users in on it and we just launched it, I guess, like a final beta to our active users where you can target up to 50 keywords at a time. And our, I've done it on my own brand. Um, and our thought process is this, is you go after maybe some mid, mid volume or low volume keywords um, because Number one, they're easier to rank for. You don't need as many units. Um, they could also be easier to convert because there's simply less competition. You know, you might find some keywords that the top three sellers aren't, uh, they're not even targeting those keywords. Adding them up over time can be beneficial to your listing. And there's also just kind of like a certain psychology behind it. Number one is like the more real estate you have on Amazon, the better. Um, but also, you know, some pe there's a certain psychology of consumerism where People have to see a brand or a listing or a product multiple times before they make, decide to make a purchase. Um, that's why we all use PPC because it, you're buying real estate. So that's kind of the thought process behind that. Uh, but it's also different for every product. It's different for every, um, every listing. So yeah, I, I really think it depends on the amount of resources that the person has to put into the product. So Marcus, like you said, I mean, if someone has a limited number of resources and is trying to target a primary keyword in a pretty competitive market, it's going to be just very difficult if you can't match that number and get there. Um, and so I would, what I would say is if someone doesn't have a whole lot of resources or enough to really like go for the, the big winners, then I think it is a really good strategy to target maybe like your tertiary 
uh, keywords or like uh, some keywords that are still getting enough traffic, still getting enough search volume that makes sense for you to get into because then you can just kind of build some organic sales from there and maybe you'll gain ranking otherwise in your primary keyword, right? And then maybe after some time, you'll gain some resources, some money, some cash flow from those secondary or tertiary keywords, which will allow you to, if you want, target that primary specifically. I think there's a big, big misconception with people when they use like Helium 10 and they look up a keyword and they see where everything is ranking and how much sales they're doing and they think, oh, that keyword produces this many sales. And they're not realizing that that's actually the sales in general of all keywords that make up the sales. And it, that might be, the, let's say you're switching the main keyword, that might be only 50% of the sales. So the other 40% is all long tail or, you know, more, uh, more specific uh, types of searches. And so you need to realize that there are other keywords you could actually rank number one for and be at the top. So it could be, you know, the best damn vitamin C serum. You might be able to rank number one for that, but you won't rank number one for vitamin C serum. I see a lot of people asking whether they should go after a bunch of shorter long tail keywords initially and help build up those sales so that they can later, later target the big one. Do you feel like that's a, a good model to go after or are they going to potentially fail because it just, they're not going to have the velocity ever needed to get to that point? For me as a seller, I think um, it makes a big difference to know where you are in this cycle of building your business because if you can't survive launching a very um, high volume product and keep your inventory in stock, you're going to fail. So, you know, know where you are. And if you're in the beginning stages, you should not focus on something so big and try and hit a home run. You need to hit a couple of, you know, singles and doubles before you can like play in the big leagues. And I think that's where a lot of people make mistakes. Okay. The rest of you agree with that? I, yeah. I think if I, if I'm, uh, and of course there, I, I really do. I do agree with that strategy, but if I'm, if I'm a mid-level seller, um, and I have a decent amount of resources, time is also a, a really important part of the Amazon game. Like time spent at the top basically. Right. And cash flow is everything as well. If I have enough resources and I'm willing to take a little bit more of a risk, I, and I have a blanket of like maybe a couple other products, I'm probably going to try to target that primary keyword first. Um, just because maybe that's who I am. And because again, I have that meant that amount of resources, but more time spent in the primary on page one with the most search volume and the most sales attributed to that keyword, uh, is just going to mean more cash flow for me that I can then spend on my business. So would you guys rather be ranked for one keyword that gets a hundred thousand search volume per month or 10 keywords that get 10,000 each all on page one? What would you prefer? Depends on how you convert on those. Let's say you're going in, you don't know though. You don't know what it is yet. I think either way, it, it can be beneficial to you. At the end of the day, it is all about how you convert. You know, um, if for vitamin C, vitamin C serum, I might not, I might not uh, convert on best vitamin C serum because I don't have any reviews. Why would anybody buy the best vitamin C serum if I don't have any reviews? I, I, I think, you know, it makes sense. You know, people are smart these days. It's not, it's not as easy as it used to be, obviously. I, it really depends. I think you can go at it either way. And that's what's, that's, what's great about selling anything online. You have so many avenues of ways to drive traffic or marketing, um, to get exposure and attention, which is what we all want. Uh, I, I think either way, you know, you gotta have, you gotta have a plan, whichever way you go, have a proper plan in motion. Right, but if I'm a client, I'm coming to you. I've never, this is my brand new market. I want to get an answer out of you, Barkus. What do you suggest? I can go for a hundred thousand keyword or I can go for 10, 10,000 keywords. Which one do you recommend? It depends. It depends on the keywords because you might find a keyword that has, it yeah. might report back in Helium 10 that it has 25 searches a month. No, don't target that keyword. Target that keyword later down the road. It's easy to rank for, but you might not be able to convert because it gets less than a search a day. 
So in the beginning, if, if, the, if the goal is organic sales uh, to drive everything and start that wheel in motion, um, I, okay, so I'll go back and say, you know, hit the primary keyword um, as long as you have the resources to do so. One thing that I used to do is, let's say vitamin, I, I think I did launch a vitamin C serum last year, but I would target like a four or five at once, you know, <laughs> I would do the vitamin C serum and then using that word as like a seed word at the same time that I'm launching against that one, I would target four or five other words that had vitamin C serum in it. And I noticed that I also got just a little bit of juice towards that main keyword by using that as a seed keyword in the other words and the longer tail ones. But you know, this was last year. I don't know if that if any of you guys customers still use that, but that was what I always do before. Yeah, that uh, I wanted to say that that if uh, if you have a two word main keyword, for example, you can target uh, five, three word, four word keywords that include that node keyword, and that keyword will also go up in rankings. So it's also works. Yeah. Is it pretty equal? Like if vitamin C serum is the main keyword, and I'm I'm targeting best vitamin C serum. For the number of giveaways, would it move up for vitamin C serum about the same amount? Well, it depends on, on search volume. Um, so I, I did a test with, with one of my, I did a test uh, launch and it was, uh, it was for Prime Day and I targeted a lot of, uh, uh, I targeted 50 keywords uh, over a four day period. And, and this failed by the way, so, um, but it's good knowledge. Um, it, 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 I targeted 50 keywords that had my core keyword in there. Um, and I, I got to page one for, I think, 40 plus of them. Um, now, I didn't convert well because um, I was trying to rush it for Prime Day. I did my own photos and I, I wasn't in Prime because I didn't get my inventory in on time. So there's several converting factors that are on my fault. But it was a good test because I got to page four for my core keyword. I, I popped there and I stayed there for a while. My core keyword has about 60 to 70,000 in exact search volume and about nine to 10,000 competing products. So I popped on page four. Well, okay, I ranked... Uh, page four pages change. I would say I re I got to around fifty, and I stayed number fifty for a, for a while before I fell off. So um, the reason it failed is those converting factors. But um, I also targeted a lot of keywords that had really 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 low search volume. I knew I was probably going to fail, but I wanted to see. Um, so going back into it, um, I've got inventory on the way, and I've got more professional images now. Um, and uh, these are new listings, so I'm going to get some verified reviews. Uh, but I want to see if I can get to page one. That was my theory is can I get to page one without targeting for my core keyword without targeting it? So I'm going to see if that happens. Okay, you guys, we, we talked a little bit about this before, but you guys are in the Facebook groups. You have your own Facebook groups. What are What is like the number one or, or the top two fake news that you see out there talking about giveaways or launches that you just like makes your blood boil when you see people post it and then people are believing it and reposting it? Like what, what are some of these things that you see? Uh, that is just top two is compliant. Okay, not TOS compliant, Barkus. It's the number one trigger for me, at least. So, Leo. Well, the, that certain URL doesn't work, for example, or yeah, ninety percent off coupons don't work. So that's fake news. Ian. Yeah, ninety percent. ninety percent promotions not yeah, working. Just, just that, that launches is, don't work. Yeah. Yeah. In general, the ninety percent off. Yeah. Man, that just gets you. I mean, we're all yeah. launching. I mean, all the time. Yeah. So 90% or 50%, it doesn't really make a difference. It's like sellers want to believe that it's true and they act like it is true, but it's just, it's just not. And they're like, I don't know. I, th I think sellers want to believe that it is true just because it's like, oh, it's exciting. You know, it's this exciting piece of news that it's not working anymore. But is there a verified review cutoff for a percentage where it doesn't count anymore? 
If somebody actually buys something at a discount, they leave a review, it won't show up as verified. Last time I tested it, it was 49%. If you went 50 and then it, it was unverified. But I've seen reports lately that it is 20%. Wow. So I can't verify that though. Can anybody verify that? Anybody got the data? Uh, I've seen it all over the place. So there is no fixed uh, percentage, I guess. Okay. Even the completely verified reviews get removed these days based on re review velocity, which have to be under 5%. Uh, per per 5% per what? Of purchases, under 5% of purchases should result in review. If you get more, you, you may get a review ban. Is that on a 30-day kind of trailing history or do you know what it is? If you just go over 5% at any point, it's, it triggers? No, it, it triggers, but they may, you know, they have a lot of these uh, people that check your account in India and it, it may trigger for them, but they may not take action after looking at your account. So it's not automatic. I can say with 100% certainty that full price reviews, or full price sales will generate reviews. <laughs> All right, cool. Marcus, you're laughing over there. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, he's right. He's right. So. All right. All right, cool. Kind of deviating a little bit. And I noticed this actually with viral launch back in the day when you, you run a launch and suddenly, because you guys have so many launches going, all you guys do now, you'll notice that you're paired up with another product, you know, frequently bought together because the same person is downloading multiple coupons and you're like, oh, okay, I've got frying pans that are now, you know, frequently bought together with a yoga mat or something, right? And you're like, what? Are there any marketing hacks or strategies that you guys have done or that you think is pretty cool? where you can do a launch on two similar products that you might have to actually get them to be frequently bought together to get a little extra lift? Because you can rank one really well, and then the other one just kind of rides the coattails. If you run two products on rebate key, you'll get frequently bought together. Almost always, I've seen it. Okay. I think it's easier for the established listings. We did a special, uh, uh, the, the, actually the add to cart URL that's on Helium 10. We used that with a guy, uh, one of our clients, and, and he, this is a seasoned seller. Been, these listings have been there for know, four or five years, um, and there's tons of reviews, so that's, that's all established. Um, but we did it where you added both to cart, um, and he created the coupon where it, it created it for a dollar for two products, and we made that information available to um, our buying community, and then it worked. He got the frequently bought together back. So I think there's multiple ways to attack it. I think it's going to be harder to do if you have a brand new product and you're launching. Um, I think it'd just be easier for maybe a seasoned product. Here's a little hack for like, whether you use any launch service or eBay key, whatever, launch your best product that actually has traffic and the new one at the same time. And so that the frequently bought together will show up on your actual existing good product. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. So is there any data on how many, what percentage of purchases you need in order to get those things to link? It happens very fast. Can you elaborate? I, I don't have any specific numbers, but I've done it on my own products. I've seen our, our people on the platform do it as well. You know, so just take your existing product that is doing really well that you have traffic on and then launch your new product and people will buy. And if they're probably in the same brand, people are going to buy those things at the same time. And because that same buyer bought both those things, it's going to show up as frequently bought together. And it only takes a couple of days of, of doing giveaways. And I, I generally do, you know, 10 a day on relay key, let's say. So it doesn't take a lot. Okay. All right. What about title recommendations? Do you guys suggest for having in place prior to a launch? Like, do you guys really optimize like the canonical URL or are there character limits or other things like, hey, don't go over this number of characters or Amazon might deprioritize you or just general title recommendations for people? Put your most relevant keywords in the title. Um, I, I kind of try to stay strict to the Amazon style guidelines. Don't go over 200 characters, you know, whatever Amazon says. 
Uh, don't go over 200 characters. Put in your most relevant keywords in there. Um, you can optimize your canonical. I, I, and I think it's good to do because it doesn't hurt anything. I don't think that it has a negative impact in any way. I don't know if it has a positive impact. Okay. Not every category is the same. Sure. So, like if you're selling shoes, for example, they're not going to let you put 200 characters in the title. Uh, so, but yeah, I agree. Follow the Amazon guidelines and uh, stick your most rele relevant keywords in the title. Yeah. Outside of title, what would be the second area that you think? Bullet points. Bullet points. Okay. Everybody agrees on that? See, shaking heads. Yeah. Mark? I'd Mark? say image. Uh, you know, I, I would I would say that that your image is the highest converting factor when people are searching for products, um, especially the more competitive. Um, I mean, we're 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 all visual creatures, so um, if you take that thought process into consideration, um, having your listing stand out is, is probably the most beneficial thing. Spend as much as you can on on images. Uh, okay. I know firsthand, obviously. So yeah, I was asking about. I uh, thought we were talking about keywords. We, we were. Oh, I'm sorry. I That's apologize. a good point. I, um, no worries. All right, perfect. So not a lot has changed in the launch process, I guess, over the past year. Where do you guys see things going in the next year? Any, any major differences or changes? I saw Cameron's uh, eyebrow raise <laughs> there for that question. I, I don't know. I, I think that it, it's pretty safe to assume that Amazon is just going to be changing a lot. If it's anything like the past six months, um, Amazon will look different three months from now than it does right now. Right. And so, I mean, part of that, I don't know about the next year, but it's, I think we have to assume that 90% off at some point in time, 90% off promotions or launches won't be the same that they are now. Maybe that'll mean like they just won't work at all. Maybe they won't be around the same way they are now. I think that we have to assume, or we should assume that they just won't be like they are now so that we can plan ahead for other things. So, uh, well, a year from now, I think a, if I'm being like really specific and not like all oh, broad in general, I think the 90% off promotion, the launch, traditional launch will still be effective a year from now. Again, this is just me speculating and guessing. Um, but I think that people will very much be exploring other methods. Just like ManyChat came up as a really good tool not too long ago. I think that new tools will be developed. I think it's going to get really, really competitive and sellers are going to have to utilize a lot to differentiate themselves. Anyone else? I think that Amazon is doing a lot of work on uh, ranking people within their platform. So uh, both sellers and buyers, and it will be harder and harder to sell for new sellers and easier and easier to sell for older sellers, mature brands. Uh, same thing for buyers. It will be more and more valuable to have a buyer that is not a recent buyer buying your product with a certain history, certain patterns, they will, uh, they will be more valuable for your listing rather than recently registered buyer, you know, without any history. So I think we're moving into that space where everybody has a rank and we'll be hunting for those crowds with high rank of buyers and uh, sellers, for mature sellers will be easier to sell and for uh, new sellers will be harder to sell. Uh, for me, I think that you have to just stay one step ahead of the game and always co be constantly involving. The best entrepreneurs are thinking ahead. What is everybody looking at? What is everybody else doing? Let's do the opposite thing. So I think just being a smart business owner is going to, what's going to set you apart versus trying to get rich quick or just have a one product launch. Like I'm in it for the long game. I believe in building my business on Amazon and playing within those rules and trying to make sure that we do as much as we can without crossing too many boundaries 
And we are up against some very challenging competitors, you know, that are not in this country. Um, and some of that are actually in the country, but, um, you know, there, there's a lot of things that we have to do to, to keep ourselves ahead of the game. And part of that is, is being on these podcasts and joining these masterminds and doing those things. And I think that's, that's really what's going to be help people be successful is really staying a step ahead of the game. All right. Well, uh, one final question then. Any cool tactic or strategy for our viewers and listeners that we didn't cover today? Yes. Maybe one each from each of you guys. Ian, you got one? Cool tactic. Putting you on the spotlight right now. And if you don't have it for a launch. Or for straight, yeah, launch related or non-launch related. I'll give you something that is probably specific to our platform that I think people don't know about. And that would be that rebate key can be used for any marketplace. So let's say you're trying to get your product on Home Depot and in, in, you got your product in homedepot.com and you're trying to get the Home Depot buyer to buy your product. You can actually send rebate key buyers to Home Depot to purchase your product and start to generate sales. And when the buyer starts seeing, hey, this product is selling 10 a day, 20 a day, uh, you might get a little bit more attention. Same with Target, Walmart. So a lot of top sellers are actually using this strategy to uh, initiate sales on online marketplaces that'll alert those buyers to bring it in source. I think there's a, a big opportunity to use our platform for everything and um, off, re- off uh, Amazon. All right. Yeah, I want to add to that that uh, it's very easy to rank on Walmart using super URLs. And I've seen people using rebate key doing just that. It's like that. All right. Anyone else? I don't necessarily have a tactic. I, I gave away my stuff earlier. Uh, <laughs> but I think going back to Manny's previous question about kind of the evolution of everything is we all understand we're all in a SaaS space and, and where that anything could change uh, at any time for any of us. Amazon could cut off an API access. Uh, you know, launch service could just not work. I mean, they don't allow single use coupon codes anymore. So we all are looking to the future. We're all looking to see what can we do next? So, and I, and I think, and I, I would assume everybody agrees with me, the natural expansion of everybody that sells products on Amazon wants to learn how to sell products on Walmart, uh, Google shopping, you know, because those are the people that are coming after Amazon. They're slowly nipping at the heels. And I think that in 12 to 18 months, everybody's going to want to be there. They're going to, Hey, how do I launch everywhere? So that's my conspiracy theory two years down the road, what's going to happen. Um, and I think that, you know, we will all, you know, adjust to the industry as, as, as we should. Cameron. Um, it's not necessarily a hack. It's just something, something that I, I really like to encourage sellers to do, uh, because just because I think it's healthy and I think it's good for sellers to, to practice is to challenge, challenge everything that people say in the Amazon space in a good way. So as you hear something at a conference or as you hear something from whoever, whoever's giving out information, really question, question where they're getting it from question. I mean, not like interrogate that person, but like take it into yourself and really ask, uh, ask yourself if you should believe them, why you should believe them and everything like that. Because there are a lot of people seeing a lot of different things in the space right now. And ultimately, ultimately I think it just boils down to sellers, um, making the decision for themselves. Eventually, I mean, it's, it's your business. And so you need to really like, take the business by your hands and build it yourself and to follow those resources that you can trust in the space and to just like go for it and kill it. That's not really a hack, but I, that's just what I like to say. To comment on what, what Cameron said is, is I, I know what they do uh, strategy calls. We do too. Take that opportunity and get on the phone with somebody then with that's what they do every single day. If you have that option, if they, if a service offers that in any service, I'm not talking about us. I'm just saying like, if you have the option to get on a phone with somebody that, uh, it, this is what they do every single day. If, if you're trying to talk to somebody about Facebook ads, 
how to do that. If you can get on the phone with somebody, then do it. Take that opportunity because we all nerd out about this. I mean, this call could go on for another six hours, easy. Um, so just take that opportunity to take, use the resources that are free and pay that are, that are available to you and take advantage of them. Great, that's great advice. I want to add to that, uh, the best information, the most uh, advanced tactics and strategies are not publicly shared. And take opportunity and go to those masterminds, meet people uh, that are above you, get those into those groups. If you're serious about this business, if you're not just here temporarily, go to those events, meet people, learn from them. You'll learn way more than any course, any whatever. So that's my tip. Yeah, I mirror that statement on almost every podcast I do. Get out there. I just ran into you in Texas. Really, really good people there. You learn a lot. Any conference, you're going to run into somebody at some point that's going to give you a nugget. If, if not, you're not doing your job right. I mean, you got to say hello to more people. Yeah, so this has been good, guys. And, and you're right, Marcus, this could go on for six hours. I think we've only scratched the surface. I wanted to get the basic questions out of the way that I see a lot of people asking. Didn't want to get super deep into some of the other things, but maybe we can come on in the future, do a part two, another hour or so, give you guys an opportunity to kind of a little bit more open forum, just we can go, just go back and forth on everything. But that being said, yeah, I want to thank Ian, Marcus, Leo, Cameron, and of course, my co-host Bradley for coming on. And I think this is going to be very enlightening and open a lot of people's minds to the possibility. Hopefully this stops everybody saying and spreading that launches don't work, that URLs don't work. It's not going to help. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Between these who are here, we've got what, like four or five, 600 launches a day. You know, they're all saying, hey, they still work. So yeah, if it, that's the thing I always say in the groups. I'm like, guys, if it stopped working, you'd have 500 to 1,000 people suddenly that would just be posting everywhere. Oh my God, it doesn't happen. So guys, you heard it from the mouths of the guys that run these companies right now. So there you go. So thank you guys so much for coming. Talk to you guys soon. If you like this episode, definitely check out episode number 181, where we talk about the dangers of the 999 add to cart trick. This is a method that people use to actually try to estimate the number of sales their competitors are making. It's a crazy way of doing it. Definitely check out episode number 181. You've been listening to the AM PM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider, insider tools, tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.